Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Well, this is an interesting story. Always has been one of my favorite stories. Tony Levine went to Highland Park High School. The University of Minnesota is a walk-on. Earned a scholarship. Played there. Uh, eventually got into coaching and, and followed the dreams that coaches do, which means that he coached everywhere. Louisville, Auburn. Ended up the head coach at the University of Houston, taking over for Kevin Sumlin there. Uh, Western Kentucky, Purdue offensive coordinator, assistant head coach. And so he, he made it, and he made it big, and he made big money and all those things. And then one day says, I'm not sure this coaching thing's for me anymore, so I'm going to go open a Chick-fil-A in Houston, Texas, and spend more time with my family. It's a great story, and I've known he and his great parents, Marvin and Harriet, and his uh, brother Jeff, who's uh, uh, also interesting in his own right because he's a, a band instructor uh, in musical family out in Bloomington. And Tony joins us now, and I thought, you know, here's two guys that, that can connect on two <laughs> levels. Uh, go for football and business and coaching and all those things. Tony, how are you? And great to visit with you. I'm doing great, Mike. How are you? Thank you for having me on today. Well, we knew that Chick-fil-A was closed on Sunday so we could call you. (laughs) (laughs) Explain, I was was telling Pete this during the week, explain how you arrived at that decision that it was time to leave coaching and go into into business. Well, it's a a great question and certainly one I've been asked uh, uh, a bunch in the last uh, three, four years now. But uh, you know, I think it starts, uh, and we'll jump right in, I guess, uh, having coached as my profession for almost 25 years and, and loving, I was going to say every minute of it, but almost every minute of it. I mean, I uh, worked my way up, as you said, and uh, uh, started off at what used to be Southwest Texas State. I lived in a funeral home in San Marcos, Texas for a couple of years with no car and got a master's degree there and, and, and really enjoyed the relationships and the competition. Um, and... Um, you know, as you mentioned, uh, got married, started a family, and um, really, uh, I think, looked at what I wanted the next uh, however many years to look like. Our, my wife and I have four kids, and, and when I made this decision, uh, it was after being head coach at Houston for, for three years. And really, when I became the head coach, uh, our oldest was seven years old. So they were seven, five, three, and one, and they were just getting into the age in ages where they were doing flag football and our daughter was doing some dance and basketball and uh, they were musical as well, playing piano and saxophone. In, in, in the three years I was head coach at Houston, I really went uh, to literally nothing of theirs. So I was getting uh, updates on FaceTime or via text from my wife. And, uh, uh, you know, people listening to your show this morning may think, oh, that's terrible. And that's uh, it's a little bit of, of the way the profession has gone and probably even more so the last couple of years with, with the transfer portal and such. So um, I, I looked at it as though 
uh, and I've always thought of this as an identity uh, issue at times with uh, coaches, and sometimes you'll see it with athletes as well. So for me, uh, I always thought I'm a husband and I'm a father. What I did for almost 25 years was I coached football. So that wasn't who I was. That didn't define who I was. Um, and I wanted to spend, as you mentioned, more time with my family. My wife's from Alabama. Uh, when we moved to Houston as a part of Kevin Sumlin's staff in 2008, uh, we fell in love with the city of Houston and the state of Texas, and this is where we wanted to stay and raise our family. So uh, when I got let go from Houston, uh, I was really looking for three things. One, could I do something where I spent more time with my family? Two, could I do something where we stayed in Houston permanently? And then three, could I do something – uh, that really similar to what I'd done for almost 25 years, what I was passionate about. And that was coaching, teaching, developing, mentoring, motivating, you know, certainly having competition. And I felt like if I could get, for me, a Chick-fil-A franchise, uh, that would check all three boxes. So, Tony, it's, it's absolutely awesome to listen to you. And, and I'll tell you, um, there are three things that, that, that just are crazy how they connect between you and I without you and I even ever knowing it. <laughs> number, number one is you're doing the Chick-fil-A thing. My brothers used to be the Popeyes guys in Minnesota up here, and, uh, <laughs> which, which is pretty classic. Um, outside of that, you mentioned San Marcos just a second ago. And when I was playing in the World Football League, that's where we, uh, we were in the preseason. We, we were at the San Marcos, uh, and we were at that university using their facilities at the time. But okay. most importantly, most importantly was Dave Spiegler. You and I both know this gentleman who, Maxie, I'm not even sure if you know who I he know is. I know Dave. But... Everybody knows oh, Dave you? Spiegler. Oh, well, he's one <laughs> yes. of the greats. But, uh, you know, when, when, when we were on strike in the NFL in, in 87, uh, I went down to Gustavus Adolphus and was, uh, you know, just a, a helping out kind of a football coach. They asked me, and I said, sure, I got nothing to do. Why not? We're on strike. And I go down there, I meet Dave Spiegler, one of the great guys of all time. And then I'm sitting there looking at a few things and I find out he actually is the guy who reached out to you, Tony, to come to the University of Minnesota. So he kind of started this whole thing off. He offered you a, uh, a walk-on uh, you know, spot there and eventually uh, with Coach Wacker. So just an unbelievable thing how all of this ties together. But, uh, but tell us about how excited you were when you did hear from Dave uh, under that situation to, to, to go to the University of Minnesota. Uh, yes, you know what I'm, I'm uh, Pete. I, that those three stories, but certainly the one about Dave. I've got, I'm I'm down here in uh, Houston, smiling, listening to you tell it because I tell that story all the time. And Dave and I have stayed in touch. He actually was down in Texas uh, probably a year ago and, and came by the house and uh, we had dinner and, and had a chance to catch up. But yes, I was uh, uh, played a lot of sports and I was a musician. Played the saxophone in high school and didn't know exactly what I wanted to do in college and got a uh, phone call. Was kind of trying to figure it all out. Was I going to go to college and study uh, music, specifically jazz, or did I want to play football or possibly basketball? And, and got a phone call uh, really late my senior year. I think it was, I think it was February, March, my senior year of high school. And they said, he said it was Dave Spiegler from the university of Minnesota. And I actually thought it was like a buddy of mine playing a joke <laughs> on me or something at first. Uh, he convinced me it was him. And he said, you know, we want to see if you'd be interested in joining our program as a walk-on and on the phone call I actually said yes I'd love to and he said you know what slow down talk to your parents and, and think it over you can get back to us and and I really said I didn't have to so uh, you're you're exactly right uh, Dave's uh, been a big part of my life and, and a big part of uh, really the trajectory that uh, my career went on. 
the culture of Chick-fil-A versus the culture of a football program. You're corporate there. You've got you know general managers and pro football. You've been in pro football as well. Compare and contrast those, Tony. Well, so, uh, again, Mike, a great question. Is I was going through this uh, process to get this franchise, and as I say that, so it, they, they call it a selection process. So they have about uh, – they would say about 100,000 applicants every year to get a franchise, and they select about 100, 100 individuals to, to get the franchise per year. So it's very, very competitive. It took me three and a half years to go through the process. And um, when I had the, my first interview with them, I actually told them if I um, – you know, my brother is a, great, is a great cook. I never uh, was able to, to learn the finer points of making food. So my first interview with them, I said, you know, I can – I could make cereal, and my kids would probably debate that. So if that's a requirement to get this <laughs> franchise, uh, you know, we can go ahead and shake hands and, and go the other way now. But they're really looking for um, what they would say would be individuals that have, you know, leadership ability, high character, that can that can not only run a team successfully and, and, and assemble a team successfully, but that have a proven track record of doing that. So what I tried to um, at least uh, I'll use the word convince them of during the process, I probably had – uh, 15 interviews over a two and a half, three year period uh, with probably 12 different people at corporate um, was that I could successfully do that and manage a team. Our restaurant here has 135 uh, team members. And, um, you know, it's something where I was trying to, and I didn't totally realize how much how the, the parallels were between coaching football or coaching in any sport and running a restaurant, running a business like this. And, and, and once I've been in it now for almost four years, uh, the parallels are even more than I thought in terms of, um, you know, the diversity of the team, the team needing motivation, coaching, teaching. Um, we've got another Chick-fil-A that's been here 20 years, uh, three miles down the road from us. So, um, you know, there's certainly our, our um, brother in the brand, if you will, but it is competition. There's hundreds of thousands of people that live in between our two restaurants that uh, every day got to decide if they're going to eat at Chick-fil-A, which one they're going to. So there's uh, a lot of similarities, and I've, and I've taken, you know, certainly what I did for 25 years and, and been able to, uh, to apply it to our restaurant. Tony Levine, so Tony- our guest, Pete. Yeah, Tony, I'm, I'm just curious of this now, because um, I, I've done a lot of things that have changed my life as well as far as giving myself a little bit more time to be more involved with the family as well. So I totally respect what you're talking about. At some point in time, do you envision yourself getting back into coaching at some point, or is that now just in the past and you enjoyed it, but, uh, but you love what you're doing and this is what you're going to do? Well, and, and, and Pete, another great question. So two things. One is, and just, just hear my answer on this before you – uh, jump to the quick conclusion. So I am still coaching. So when I am at the restaurant every day, other than other than today, other than Sundays, and typically I'm not here Saturdays because our kids are active in sporting events or music. But but I am still coaching. So I'm when I'm here, I'm coaching our team. I'm encouraging. We're training. We're, we've got strategy. You know, certainly over the last what's what's happened with the pandemic the last two years, we've had to shift some things around to continue to to grow the business and develop our team. So um, the things I did in, in coaching football, again, I'm really applied to here, and I feel like I still am teaching and I'm still coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second part of that answer is this. Um, our kids, I coached. Uh, I was an assistant, a volunteer assistant for our son's high school team this past fall. Then our 10-year-old, I coached his flag football team. 
our daughter and our 14-year-old, I coached their middle school uh, uh, kind of uh, community league basketball team as well. So I'm still getting the sense of it there, having getting a chance to be on my own kids that way, and then I still get a great feel for it, certainly in the restaurant. You know, Tony, the one thing missing from the restaurant is, is you don't kick a game-winning field goal or miss a game-winning field goal on, on, on Saturdays. And I, I always find that that's one of the things that, that guys miss most is, is no matter what they accomplish, there's that insecurity of walking out on the field and not knowing, you know, that you may, it may be the best day of your life or the worst day of your life every Saturday. Uh, do you learn to deal with, I mean, do, do you redefine victories and defeats? Well, yes, I, I think we've got uh... – it's it's all relative, I think, to what you're doing. And again, here at a restaurant uh, now for almost four years, um, we we have victories and defeats here all the time. And it's 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 the same type of satisfaction, if you will. And again, why I got into coaching in the first place uh, to really have a chance to make a difference in people's lives here, whether it's our team members growing and developing. Uh, maybe going back to school, and they weren't sure if they could, and you're 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 uh, uh, an avenue for them or an encouragement for them to to get them to do something like that to change their lives. Or it's it's the guests, and uh, you know we have guests that come through here and and are going through things uh, personally or professionally, and to have a chance uh, to come to our restaurant and, and impact them. It's the same type of of uh, the victories that you've experienced and coaching only in a different way. You know, the one thing I, I say here, uh, and I really, and I really mean it, you know, we had a, a, an opportunity to coach uh, Case Keenum at the university of Houston, who, if you look at yep. college football quarterback statistics, uh, you know, will go down as one of the statistically best quarterbacks in the history of college football still has the record for um, passing yards in a career and touchdowns in a career. And, and um, you know, I think one of the things that coaching and coaching him, has brought into what I'm doing now is the word perspective also. So, um, you know, my second and third year at Houston, we won eight games and I lost my job. So uh, here we do about 3000 transactions every day. So when you do that, that many transactions and, and people are coming through the drive through quickly and they're ordering for their family, you know, I, I'm not uh, uh, too big and I don't have a large ego to tell you that we're, we're going to make mistakes here every day and we're going to forget somebody's medium waffle fry. Um, and I like to use the analogy that if as good a quarterback as Case Keenum was, if he threw 3,000 passes in a game, he would probably throw a couple interceptions too. So, uh, you know, I'm still going to sleep in my own bed at night. I'm not going to lose my job. I'm still going to get a chance to go spend quality, quality time with my uh, wife and kids, and um, you know, I think again, perspective and really what my uh, prior career was uh, has really impacted what I'm doing now. Tony, appreciate it very much. Great conversation. Can you just send uh, Pete and I the recipe for the the, the uh, original sauce so that we don't have to keep pilfering it when we're in there? I am in. Well, I'm you know, in. <laughs> they come in bottles now too. I'll send you both some bottles. Okay. Hey, appreciate Thanks, you, so. sir. Say hi to your family. Always enjoy visiting with you. Will do likewise. And thank you again so much for having me on. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.